the camera pans away from the arcane tower and flies across the eastern sea and the northern shores of Euphoros as we watch the world rush by below. The setting sun casts shadows among an immense wood nestled beneath the great cliffs of the northern island. Lamplighters in the small harbor town of Watcher's Crest begin their work as shepherds in the hills return with their flock. The skies darken up ahead, but nightfall has not yet taken the countryside. The darkness approaches. Thick gray clouds swirl over the Hagedorn peaks, the lands below cast in shadow so deep that moonlight cannot pierce it. Through the shroud we go, flying through the gray haze and wisps of black smoke that hang in the air. We soar down past the ruins of a town once held dear. Figures move in the darkness along the streets and out across the plain into the former misty wood, now a dry black bog. Through the cracked stone of a temple our journey ends, where a tall robed figure stands over a large hole into the earth, the people of Woodhaven wavering at the edge before tumbling into the abyss on their own accord. Felix watches, and he waits. Finally, a crooked smile flashes across his face as we hear a skittering of sharp claws and wet jittery cackles from the deep. The creature's disfigured hands appear along the edge as hundreds of them crawl up and fall in line before him. And we hear his voice, low, sinister, commanding. You are mine. episode 25 25 uh we just got word of where our next adventure is who wants to give me a recap uh so we made it back to the arcane tower chaos ensued we had everybody from the ship leaving dragon spire island we brought them all through the portals tug a little bit um uh feeling a little despair i guess uh it has a little come to jesus action uh we leveled up we went to the brewery, got some new items, and uh, now we're going to uh, Cotton Candy Island or Cotton Candy Village yep. in the Brittle Bogs, something like that. Brittle Brittle yeah, Bark Bog, it. Brittle Bog Swamp. Um. So yeah, now we're going there. We're gonna fight the Candy Mogul that lives there, I guess, and try and get <laughs> uh the two-headed coin. Very good. Yes, very good. Priest named Graham is who you're in search, not in search for him, but you are in search for his totem, which Tess told you was a two-headed coin. All right, so you guys... uh, Pronounced Graham, spelled W-O-N-K-A, right? Uh, Yes, precisely. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Golden Graham. 
Uh, okay, so here we go. So you guys fly through this portal and you plop down and find yourself just on the outer edge of a swamp. Riddlebog Swamp. Behind you, through a thinning mass of trees, you see a vast rolling landscape to the west, the sun setting over a tall, dark mountain peak. Ahead of you, the swamp beckons. The trees grow thicker, their branches more twisted, their roots more jagged and bulbous as they intertwine with the mossy earth below. What do you do? Durf says, man, I wish they would just teleport us where we need to go. <laughs> Tug, Tug checks his Fitbit. Tug checks his Fitbit and says, now ah, we need the steps. Um, we are not happy that we got dropped off so far away. Uh, we start walking, I guess. Do we have a compass or a map? You do not, but you 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 know the direction of the swamp because it's right in front of you. So you can just you can just start walking if you want. I want to do a nature there... check for stuff. Okay. All right. For what it what specifically is my is my tunic glowing by chance? Is there any undead within sixty feet? No, not at the moment. Nope. <laughs> at the moment. Um, nature check. Fucking twelve. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, you just like you see the swamp in front of you. Um, you hear like jittering in the trees. Not sure what they are. Uh, there's, it's just like the 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 moss that's hanging off the branches is like sinewy. It's just kind of like like wet and damp, and every step that you take is is murky and muddy. Um, what you can tell at surface level right now is not much, except for it's a swamp. Swampy are there mosquitoes? Swamp. Yes. Okay, I have a new spell that lets me turn insects gigantic, so just going to keep oh, that good. <laughs> keep that packed away in the brain case. Oh, hold on. Can you make three gigantic mosquitoes that we can ride on? Uh, <laughs> that's actually a good question. Joe, that's going to be up to you. What it is... <laughs> no. Is... <laughs> well, I guess we start... I guess fun uh... has been deactivated for this mission. <laughs> Well, I guess we'll walk with so, our legs. So wait, Durf, Durf, how does this spell work? Uh, let's see, giant insect. So what you'll have to make a judgment call on is it says if I can turn insects that I can see giant and I can transform up to 10 centipedes, three spiders, five wasps or one scorpion. And if it's a different type of bug, you have to decide what correlates with that those animals in terms of how many you know what i mean yeah yeah i understand so so, so, like, for, so you'd have to decide hmm. is a mosquito like a centipede or like a scorpion i think it's like a wasp i think, I think it's, it's like definitely more like a wasp so i can but make it doesn't have the same abilities as a wasp would normally have like is there a giant mosquito or the, i mean there's probably ants right it's like be like honey i blew up the kids where they make an ant giant Let's see, giant mosquito 5e. Does it exist? Oh, okay. Uh, Just kidding. This adventure's not in a swamp. It's in a big glass box with nothing in it. <laughs> Perfect. No animals. <laughs> cool. Excellent. In that case, I would like to cast Fine Steed. That's actually <laughs> that's actually way too strong. You're just gonna have to make stuff up. Giant wasps? The gi- a giant wasp is way weaker than the giant mosquito. I'm not sure if this is even a real thing or something somebody no, made up. No, it's definitely not a thing. You would have to CR, do the wasp. It's CR6. So you would have to do the wasp. Our adventure is off to a... Right. Electric start. start. Okay. All right, I guess we'll walk then. 
All right, all right. So you begin walking through the swamp, and the world outside uh, fades away as you trudge forward. Dusk turns to night, and soon you are surrounded in complete darkness as you're about a mile through this swamp, this just surrounding you on all sides. And you begin to hear a rustling of leaves behind you, and you hear something sliver in the mud up ahead. And you begin to hear the sound of water and make out a faint light in the distance. Getting closer, you make out the shape of the light. A squeaky metal lantern hangs from an L-shaped post sticking out of a large wooden raft that sits above a wide, murky river. A figure sits in a chair on the raft with his back turned to you. He hums a cheerful tune, holding a long fishing pole in both hands. A large oak bucket sits at his feet. Uh, hey, guy. Uh, he flips over in his chair as you call him out, and he falls to the ground, and he turns around with a great big, ah, and he holds a revolver pointed at you. And this guy's got like a hard face, extremely grizzled, uh, really good five o'clock shadow going on, maybe a scar on his left eye. And he says, nobody moves. Durf uh, did not think that this universe was that technologically advanced and is cautiously interested in whatever strange metal object the man is pointing at him. Uh-huh. It's probably okay. like a wooden, like, Diddy Kong peanut gun or something. <laughs> <laughs> Which, whatever. Um, <clears throat> Doug turns to the frightened man. It's alright. Relax. We're not here to hurt you yet. Um, can We're just looking for uh, the wonderful amusement park for a day of fun and adventure with friends. You can join us if you want or not. Whatever. Keep fishing. Uh, I'm Tug. This is Durf. Carl, your help would be appreciated. Not necessary. Put the firearm down. Did you catch anything? Sir. And also, did you catch anything? <laughs> okay. First he says, shh, shh, shh. Quiet. You'll startle the bugwids. And you say you're going to Cotton Candy Village, eh? The old amusement park? Yep. That place has been abandoned for years. Now why would you want to go there? Uh, we want to see if the rides still work. Yeah, obviously. That's that's a reasonable answer, I suppose. <laughs> and he, he starts to lower his revolver, and he calls you over to his raft, and he says, Name's Dennis. Nice to meet you three. Last name... The menace? <laughs> no, just just Dennis. All right, then. <laughs> Seems people in this world don't happen to have last names. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, most importantly, did you catch anything? Uh, and he, he points over to his, uh, to his bucket and he says, see for yourself. I see for myself. I guess I look at the bucket. <laughs> All right. Uh, and you see these tiny, like, squirming, they almost look like frogs, except... The base of them, instead of frog legs, they're they're tentacles, and they're they're pretty small. They're kind of cute looking, actually. And are these bogwids that you mentioned? Is that what this I, is? These are bogwids, yeah, tender and delicious. They only come out at night. And I'm assuming they inhabit this lake. Aye, that's true. You can only find them in this river. Sometimes they come ashore if they're feeling lucky and hungry. That's cool. Thank you for sharing that with us. So, Dennis, uh, how... Carl, right? Yes, Carl. 
Carl with the K. Um, can you take us across the river? Like, would you be willing to do that? Is that something you were interested in? Oh, I could probably take you there for sure, but it's a long journey. You know the history of Cotton Candy Village. Oh, yeah. Oh, you do? Well, why don't you tell me it then? Well, I, um, uh, a little, <laughs> little fuzzy on the details. Maybe you can, uh, maybe, I, I know these guys don't. Maybe if you told it and I'll back you up <laughs> with facts. Dennis, it's all you, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. People say the old man who used to run the place with his rabbit mysteriously disappeared. Park fell into disrepair. People stopped coming. Rumor is he still haunts the place. That's exactly how I heard it. <laughs> you know, but sometimes I swear I hear the soft, eerie sounds of that carnival tune echoing through the trees. And he shivers How does a that bit. go? I forget. <laughs> La da da da. <laughs> no, that's the Legend of Zelda <laughs> tune. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't remember. I just hear it. You know, it's one of those things. It's not very catchy. I get that. Oh, man. I hope we get to hear it when we get there. Fingers crossed. I tell you what. You fellas help me finish fishing here, and I'll take you to my cabin to spend the night. You guys can head there in the morning. You don't want to be traveling this swamp at night, I tell you. Trust me. How uh, many bogwoods are we talking here? Oh, only about two or three more. Just enough to make a good old stew. All right. Seems reasonable. Seems fair. Do you uh, happen to have a rope? Um, yeah, he's got a rope. He's got a rope on his raft. Sure. Uh, perfect. I'm going to grab his rope and tie one end around my ankle and give the other to Tug and Durf and then wade into the lake along the bottom of the lake and grab whatever bogwoods I can. <laughs> okay. I have, I have water breathing. Cool. Sir. <laughs> You have water. Oh, right. Uh, okay. Um, sure. So the, the Dennis is a little aghast Super at this. Just like granddad this, taught us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little unconventional for Dennis, but he allows it. Why don't you give me um, uh, animal handling, I think, would fit here. Sure. Give me an animal, animal handling check. We'll see how many you can grab. It's a seven. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, you reach down. You see one kind of squirming in the mud. Um, and you reach down with your hands and it squirms out of your hands. And Dennis says, Oh, you gotta be faster than that. Um, Tug has a question. <laughs> if, if he's in like knee high water, why do we have to have this rope tied to him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a strong swimmer. Okay. <laughs> I'm in all this armor. And, and you have alone. water breathing. Did you just say you have water breathing? <laughs> I do he's, literally, he's literally standing above water I'm with his face okay. underneath the surface. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Tug immediately drops the robe. <laughs> Just like, I'm not doing this. Tug will also wade into the water and try to get some bog wits or whatever. Give me an animal handling. 21. Yeah, you snatch up three real quick with your quick hands. As I'm walking by to put them in the old man's bucket, I just whisper to Carl, fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> You burgled those bogwoods right out of the river. <laughs> it's not it's it's not easy being the best at literally everything our group does. <laughs> all right, except, all right, so except, except bartending your job. <laughs> True. <laughs> I was dominated in uh, uh in that moment. <laughs> 
All right, so you spend the next couple hours on Dennis's raft as it meanders down the murky waters. By the time you reach the path that leads up to his cabin on a hill, you have a bucket full of bogwood, small, slimy, green and black creatures with heads like frogs and tentacles like octopuses. Uh, Dennis grabs the lantern off the post and you head up to a large log cabin. Uh, the windows are boarded up on the outside, but otherwise it looks welcoming and warm. And let me send you a map of his cabin. And I'll post this on the Reddit and the Discord, per usual, like other things. It's a fucking dope cabin. Right? It's got a stage in there and everything. Is that a couch with a TV? <laughs> That's a, a hearth. And he's got a dining room. And he's got a bar, a storage room, some windows. Time to get some beers. No, I'm saying... The windows are boarded up, but otherwise it looks welcoming and warm. He opens the door to an entryway that opens up into a wide living space. Large archways built into the slanted walls of cherry lead into other rooms to the left and to your right. Opposite the door you came is a great fireplace, unlit at the moment, and on the mantle and walls behind it, you see a huge collection of war memorabilia. Framed uniforms decorated in metals, a tattered gray flag with a white stripe down in the center, a set of dusted gloves hanging from a pin in the wood, and two steel swords crossed above the hearth below a wide bronze shield. Dennis sets the bucket of bogwids down and rubs his hands together. All right, let's see. Hmm. You boys, you get the fire going, and I'll go grab us some drinks before we get to cooking. And he starts to head to the left. Uh, and disappears through the archway. Okay. Uh, Tug bounces behind the bar. Yeah, I mean, you saw you you start following Dennis in through that left door, and you see he's already behind the bar, um, grabbing some drinks. And yeah, he he's like reaching up into this cabinet that's got a bunch of different liquor bottles and stuff. You want me to serve those up, my man, or what? Oh, you got some experience in bartending, do you? Just a sliver. I am the second best bartender in this group. <laughs> All right, sure. I'll get to cooking. You serve up the drinks. Sounds good, pimp juice. All right. He passes you and, and walks over across the house to the uh, to the kitchen area. I check out his war shit. I ask him, what's all that? Uh, he turns as he's going past the dining room. Oh, yeah, that's all mine. I used to do a lot over for the army at Arrow's Edge during the Plague Wars. Nice. Remind me what those were. (laughs) You probably weren't even thought of during the plague wars. Oh yeah, big plague spread around the nation. People, cities were fighting over the cure. Had to hold the whole country together. There was a cure and they were fighting over it? Well, there wasn't a whole lot of the cure, you see. So, you know, people wanted their own people to be cured and, and they started fighting over it. Did you win? Fuck yeah, I won. <laughs> cool. Wouldn't be standing here today if I didn't win. Good job. All right, I gotta get to cooking. And he grabs the bucket of bogwids and he marches into the kitchen. So, Tug, what are you serving up at the bar? Uh, um, I give. I, I actually I have uh a uh, whatever the equivalent of a G and T is in this world to everyone. Except for Carl, uh, I give him a Cosmopolitan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cosmopolitans are delicious. Um, Can Durf right. uh, step outside and look for, I don't know, mushrooms? For 
I don't know. Mushrooms to go in the stew. Okay. A. B, maybe with some interesting effects. Okay, sure. Yeah, we'll go ahead. Walk outside. I walk outside. And do a what mushroom. about this fire he wanted you guys to start? Mushroom check. Uh, we're assuming Carl does something. Why, yeah. Why? Yeah. We literally have a druid who has a cantrip that makes fire. <laughs> Before I walk out and look for mushrooms, I squirt some fire into the hearth. Okay. And I stoke the flames. Carl stokes right. the flame. I'm outside looking for mushrooms. Can that be a nature check too? 14. Sure. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you step outside. Uh, Durf, you don't find mushrooms, but you see these eyes peeking out from uh, the darkness, and then you see another pair. Let me see another pair. How far off the ground are the eyes? Uh, about six feet. That's pretty far. That's pretty tall. Yep. How how far away from each other are the eyes? Mm, I'd best say about thirty feet. Um, I will nonchalantly stroll back inside and inform Dennis that uh, there's some spooky monsters outside. Okay, uh, he he walks out with this bowl of stew that he's about to serve you guys, and he says, uh, "Say what? What do you mean, spooky uh, monsters? Well, uh, you can only see their eyes, which is weird, right? Glowing eyes, very tall." Tall monsters with glowing eyes. Three of them mm-hmm. outside. Okay. He looks over to the fire and he says, You guys got that started pretty fast. What'd you use? Flint? Wizard shit. Wait, wait. You what? And just then you begin to hear a low slurping noise and a slow knocking at the door. And he says, Oh shit. You used a spell, didn't you? And he runs to the door, and he slides open a wooden panel, and a long, oozy tentacle runs across it from the outside. He closes the panel slowly, turns, and puts a finger to his lips. And he says, shh. And I go, shh. Tug does a quiet as fuck check. <laughs> Durf mutters under his breath, I'm not sure cantrips count as spells, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and then bang, bang, planks in the windows on either side of the fireplace burst off the walls as two thick tentacles wildly reach through, slamming slime against the floor and the walls. Dennis pulls out his magnum and fires a shot from the door as one of the creatures shrieks and recoils immediately from the hit. Bogwids, he says. Hold the windows, gents, if you value your lives. We got a fight on us. Roll initiative. This is Joe, your Dungeon Master, and you are listening to episode tw- episode 
25. That's a quarter of a hundred. A nice even number. I can't believe we're already at episode 25. And next time, next episode, we're going to be at episode 26. Now, I'm no mathematician. I am actually a mathematician. But anyway, 26 is half of 52, which means we'll be at a year, my friends. And that is just incredible. I cannot believe we've been doing this for a year. Um, Speaking of a year, I think what we're going to do as a little special thank you and exciting thing that's going on is Jamal, a.k.a. Durf, your favorite neighborhood druid, is going to be DMing in a Star Wars Edge of the Empire one-shot for us, and we're going to do this live on Twitch. It's going to be sometime either late February or early March, so stay tuned for that, but we're super excited. That's a great system to play. If you've never played it, highly recommend it. We tried it for the first time at a Catacon together, um, and it's an awesome system, and we're super excited for Jamal to DM and to play in this little game. So keep your ears and eyes peeled for notifications about that going on end of February, early March. I just want to let you guys know way ahead of time, we are going to be taking a short little break around March. Um, my wife is having a baby due March 19th, so I'm going to take a little break from editing and writing and whatnot to kind of be with my family. Um, I hope you guys understand life gets in the way sometimes. We will have content for you. We're going to put out those Star Wars episodes as podcast episodes for everyone, not just patrons this time. Uh, that way we're still dishing out some content. It might not just be, it might just not be, um, main story related. So no worries. You're still get funny and good stuff from us uh we're just going to be taking a, a little break from the main story while i get situated with this first child which is terrifying so uh please bear with us and i just wanted once again i just wanted to tell you that ahead of time so you're not freaking out when you're not hearing anything about tug durf and carl for a month or so big shout out to our discord users both uh our main discord server and our play-by-post discord server we're up to like almost 250 um in each of those servers so a total of like 500 users that are that are uh involved with that it's so cool to be able to chat with people of the community the people that enjoy the podcast and even people just like that enjoy dungeons and dragons in general and want to talk about it and throw ideas off each other um play in text-based games where you don't necessarily have to be you know around a table so if you're thinking about um you know getting more involved with the community or just if you want to play D without having to set aside a Friday night, you know, every couple of weeks, um, please join our discord servers. The links are in the episode description. We have a lot of fun in there. Last thing I want to do is give a huge shout out to our patrons. Our patrons help make this show keep going. If you didn't notice, uh, me and Jamal actually had new microphones for this episode. First one, we're going to try them out. Uh, next episode, which we've already recorded, Kirk and Brian get them. So we sound crystal clear and awesome next episode. I'm really excited for you guys to listen. And that is so fitting that it's the year, the, uh, the, our year end episode, I guess. Uh, and, and all this is, is totally because of the awesome sponsors that we have, the awesome patrons that dedicate their money. I can't believe you guys give us money. It's amazing, but you guys have done so much to help our show grow and continue to do so. So thank you so much. Another thing to mention with patrons is that, um, they all get, uh, they all get access to the music that you hear. So Jacob pretty put together this sweet, like creepy cotton candy village theme for us. This arc, uh, you only heard a very small tidbit of it. It's a whole seven minute track. If you become a patron, only a dollar a month or more, you can get access to that as well as all the music that you hear throughout the episode 
and all the episodes and all the theme music and all that kind of stuff. So check that out if you want, patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern. And I want to shout out our $15 patrons at this time. They donate $15 or more to our show per month. Um, and that's you'll hear some of their names in the show as NPCs because of that. So here we go. Jacob Torres, David Ashley Cole, David Ashley Cole, Andre K, James Lyon, Ursula Bertea, Chris Sale, James J.C. Aklantz, who wants to give a shout out to Sneak Attack and Dames and Dragons podcast, Nick Sassy, Mark Albright, Tarkin Davis, Eleanor Fitchett, Sierra Clark, Jim Saunders, Michael Kennitzer, Jason Ford, Sean Myers, Nathan Ballou, and John Dalstrom. Thank you guys so much for your donations to the show. You help us a ton to keep growing and just keep getting better every day. So thank you very much. And last but most definitely not least, I want to give a shout out to one of our fans who recently lost his father, Dennis. So Dennis, this character in this show, is forever going to be in the Meeting and Tavern world um, and pays homage to a great man, a great veteran of the United States, and I'm sure a great father and great grandfather. So we raise a glass, and in memory of Dennis, wherever you are, man, we hope you're listening. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy the rest of the episode, and we'll see you in two weeks. The same little creatures that we caught earlier and are about uh, to eat? Well, see, boys, the, the young ones are the tender and juicy kind. We might have attracted the mamas. Cool. Nice. 18 for Tug the Thug Mugbar. 13 for Carl. Natural 20. God oh, damn it. Shit. Never first. Never first. <laughs> 23. 23. One second. Let me roll some initiative so uh, just so you guys know um on the map where you see w those are windows kind of boarded up windows that lead to the outside in the various rooms where are you guys at currently i know durf you just came in i'm standing like five feet in the door okay carl's by uh by the hearth in what sitting on what looks like the couch maybe all right carl or and tug. then uh, Tug, I, I, I'm sorry, I forgot which corner you said the bar was, but I presume myself to be in the doorway of that. All right, uh, Durf, you are up first. So Dennis is just up against the door trying to hold it back as this tentacle tries to reach through. Carl, uh, you're over by the hearth, by the two windows in the back, and you hear these things coming from all directions. You hear the slithering coming from outside. Only a couple of them are up by the actual windows at this point. So, Durf, you are up first. 
So there's a tentacle in the room right now. There's a tentacle. Um, well, you hear like a banging at the door, and then you see tentacles that have burst through planks in both windows on either side of the hearth. Okay. I'll ask Dennis, hey, Dennis, on a scale of, let's say, zero to 20, about how wise are these creatures? <laughs> um, <clears throat> on zero to 20? I mean, I've never seen him play chess before, but um, I'd say maybe a 10. Maybe a 10. Okay. Okay. I want to use polymorph on one of the tentacles that's in the room. Okay. Uh, so it has to make a wisdom saving throw to avoid the effect. And if it doesn't, I want to turn it into a fluffy white bunny. Just the tentacle? Well, the creature that it's attached to. All right. I'm going to give it advantage because it is partially obscured. You only see a tentacle. All right. All right. Uh, that's a six and a five. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So this is a concentration spell, right? Concentration spell. One hour. He is a fluffy bunny. And if he dies, he dies. No, if he if he dies, he turns back into a monster. Yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, you begin to see... So, yeah, you tell me. What does this look like as you cast this spell? What happens? I'm just imagining... So it's tentacles, like, poked in the window. Mm-hmm. I'm just imagining we hear, like, a shriek or whatever sound the creature makes and a poof. And then I go look out the window and there's a fluffy bunny walking around the swamp now. <laughs> Correct. It's just hopping around. It still looks very angry. I mean, it, no, it <laughs> yes. just got transformed into this. But it's yes. like leaping, trying to leap up through the window, just smashing up against the planks. Uh, <laughs> all right. Up next um, is the tentacle that's coming through the other window, Carl. And you hear another smash as it breaks another plank and starts to try to climb through. Tug, you're up. Okay, so it's climbing through which window? I'm a little disoriented on this map right sure, now. Sure, yeah. Durf went to the right. To the right window. Yep. And the top right window. So now we're right talking window. about the top left window, the one that would actually be closest to me. Correct. That is, I'm going to start punching into this goose slime arm thing. Okay. So I will actually use a key point and I will do flurry of blows. All right. So that is going to be four attacks. Damn, son. So. 14. That'll hit. 26. That will definitely hit. 17. Yep. 10. No. Yeah. So we are doing. Son of a fuck. Uh, 20 damage. 20 damage? Shit, okay, what does it look like? Um, you see, basically, you and actually, I'll describe this. You see two tentacles, um, and then as its body is coming through, you see a, a bunch of eyes and these rows, this, like, circular row of razor-sharp teeth, and these tentacles are just dripping with slime with these big purple suction cups on them. Uh, Tug reaches in uh, in its mouth as if Tug was noodling for it, you know okay. what noodling is? <laughs> oh, yeah. And just draws it closer, and it's just three right-hand haymakers uh, to its eye area. All right. Um, dealing it damage. And after the third strike, just like, bah, letting it go. Maybe a, <laughs> maybe a cross-chop suck it. 
something. Okay. Nice. Uh, all right. Up next is Fluffy Bunny. Um, he's going to try to get in. He's trying to get into this cabin, hopping up in the hole that its tentacle made before. So I'm just going to make him do like a dexterity check here. That's a 20, 19 plus one. So it hops in, Durf, and it kind of <laughs> lashes out at your chest. Are there stats for a bunny? Let's see. I bet there are. Yes, 5e creature. Uh, da, 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 da. It says armor armor class 11, hit points 1, strength 1. Is it a strength attack? So yeah, minus oh, yeah. 5. Attacks, okay. attacks with minus 5. <laughs> All right. Natural 20. Good oh, natural night. 1. Negative 4? <laughs> <laughs> that does not hit. Uh, yeah, so it, it leaps at you, and you easily Matrix-style dodge out of the way as it lands just behind you, but it is inside the cabin. Since uh, since Car- he since since he rolled a natural 1, can I snatch him out of the air in preparation for my next tactic? Sure. I'll accept it. You grab him by Put the him ears. Put him in your hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, you grab him by the ears. Carl, you're up. Uh, so the bucket of bogwoods that Dennis was bringing in, is that close to me? Yes. Are the little bogwood babies still alive? Oh, no. It, the, no, I'm sorry. The bucket is not because Dennis came out with a big bowl of stew. Okay. That's too bad. They're definitely not delightful. They look delicious, stew. though. Offer them stew. <laughs> yeah, what's Scott? What, what's Actually, South Park? Scott give me Tenneman? stew and I'll toss some in the mouth of the one clumbing through the window near me. Like, <laughs> give them mad bogwood disease. <laughs> There's one coming in the left window of the hearth, correct? Yep. That was kind of pushing through. That's one one tug is, is battling right now. Yeah, uh, I'm going to reach up and grab one of the Dennis's short swords off of his mantle and okay. make an attack on that same tentacle. Nice, okay. Is that 13 hit? That does. All right. Damage. Nine damage. Yeah, okay. Nice. And then uh, second attack. It's a 17 to hit. Yep. And seven damage. Nice. Okay. All right. Um, I'd say with that much damage, at with the damage that it's already done, you manage to slash down and you knock one of these tentacles clear off. It falls to the ground and it wiggles for a couple seconds and then dies. Uh, but the creature is still alive, but gives lets out this this nasty gurgling screech. The door, you hear more slams against this door as Dennis is trying desperately to hold it back. And you also hear a couple more shattered windows come from the dining room and two from the bar area as these things are getting closer and closer. Durf, you're up. Here's my plan. I want to shove the fluffy bunny out the panel in the hopes that one of the other bogwids will eat him, which will cause him to die, transform back into a full-size bogwit in the stomach of another <laughs> bogwit. Okay. That's fucking awesome. I like it. All right. So to, you do that. You run up to the front door and you shove this fluffy bunny inside and you hear as it chomps up. Um, let's see. Let me actually do damage. What's the AC on it? On the bunny? Yeah. I looked up. Uh, yeah, 11. Okay. I don't know if it even. 11 oh, yeah, with yeah, one yeah, 11. HP. 11, 11 with one HP. Okay. So I got to make 11. Um, that's a 12. Okay, so <laughs> it chops this bunny right up. Um, what is stomach explodey damage? Uh, <laughs> I, I'll just make well, something My up. goal was that both of them would die. 
in the resulting conflagration. I, I don't think both of them would die. I think it's so cool that I'll say one of them explodes. The outer one explodes as this thing comes back to life and stretches the stomach. And you just hear as the guts and blood just fly against the door. Um, and whatever was attacking the door is now dead. And the other, the the rabbit Bogwit is but alive out there still, though, now? Well, yeah. it's probably a Turn. Bogwit now, right? So Turned back. He would take, uh, well, hang on. I think they t- he takes damage. It Like, he takes overflow damage to himself. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll roll that. For whatever. I don't know. I don't know what uh, getting eaten damage is. Uh, all right. So it takes 14. No, sorry. 17 damage. Nice. All right. Uh, the Bogwit that's attacking Carl and Tug is going to leap all the way through now and climb through and lash out at Tug with the tentacle. And rolls a natural one. Tug, what do you do? I would like to stage a counterattack. You're going to be up next. So, like, would you want to do something special with the natural one? Could I give myself advantage on my next maneuver? Yeah, I'll say that. Or advantage or disadvantage, because I'd like to uh, open a cask. Nice. Uh, Yeah, I'll give it the disadvantage on the decks. So it kind of, like, leaps through and slashes out with this tentacle, and it does so with so much force that it rolls onto its back, and it is prone. Badass. So I will spend a key point to start sloshing. And then I will use Crazy Hermit open cask. Opens cask. Um, so uh, you do a deck save. On a failed save, it takes 5d8 uh, plus 1d8 for each additional key point. So I'll spend an extra one. All right. Um, so 68 okay. and uh, disadvantage on your deck save there. All right. That's a two and it doesn't matter. 14. Okay. So two. I will do 6d8 damage. Nice. 31. How do you kill it? <laughs> I just drop drop back and just kind of like get up on my hands, do a donkey kick and just kick right through its head. And then I'm awkwardly like a child stuck in a sleeping bag. Like my legs are too close together and I'm like just squirming around trying to get my legs back out. All right. All right. Nice. Um, Okay. Up next is the Bogwood Fluffy, who is no longer Fluffy, is going to slam at this door and try to knock it down past Dennis. He does not. So he just slams his tentacles across this this door. Uh, Dennis is going to retaliate, actually, and fire his revolver in through to this thing. Uh, and he misses. So he he just blindly shoves his revolver through this wood paneling and fires a shot. And this big bang is heard throughout the whole cabin. Um, but the beast has had moved its tentacle out just at the last second. Carl, you're up. It looks like there's I'm going to move into the I think that's the bar area that's on the left. It looks okay. like it has two windows in it. Yep. Uh, yeah. As soon as you move in there, you see two bogwids climbing up through those windows. Two of them. Perfect. I'm going to uh, stand in the doorway and just ready myself. All right. Uh, They both lunge at you, Carl. Both of them uh, just slime through these windows as they shatter more of these more of these uh, planks that hold the windows there. And they are going to both reach out at you with thick tentacles, thick, slimy tentacles. And one rolls a 21. That hits. All right. 
I need you to make a strength save. Uh, so it's five. You add your modifier, though. Uh, the ten. Okay, yeah. All right, so you're going to take... You take ten damage, and a tentacle wraps its wraps itself around your waist, and you are restrained. And the other one is going to attack and getting advantage because you are restrained. Rolling a 12, and then another 21. And you're going to take another 11 damage. So you are currently just a tentacle is latched around your waist and you've got another bogwit on you. Okay. Let's see. Uh, and you start, you hear another burst of wooden planks come from the kitchen as you hear a plop onto the floor as if something has gotten its way through. Durf, you're up. I will use a third level cure wounds on Carl. I'll run over to Carl and use a third level cure wounds on him. And that is pretty shitty. 12. Actually, here's what I'll do. I'm going to do that. I do touch him. I, I grab his arm. I use cure wounds. And then I'm going to use a bonus action to throw down my... What kind of totem was it? It's a unicorn. Yeah, unicorn. I throw down a unicorn spirit totem, which makes everyone within the aura of my totem, which will easily encompass the entire cabin, gain an additional seven hit points back. Okay. Which I guess doesn't do anything, but it'll give Carl an extra seven. So he'll take, he'll get 19 back. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, Tug, you are up. So. <clears throat> By the way, don't ever say the... I don't heal again. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. Ryan. Um, if, uh, <laughs> if the tentacles that are through the windows by Carl near me, um, one has reached through and grabbed him, but the, like, no, they are they, fully in the room. Oh, they're completely in the room. Yep. Okay. You can um, see this through the doorway. You're a little ways away, but. So he's on the opposite side of the room as me. Yeah, he's through at the bar area. And then you remember you heard a couple noises coming from the kitchen. And then there's still Dennis at the front door. By the way, we, I don't know that this would matter because they're all really close to us. But in addition, my totem, uh, advantage on any checks to detect creatures. Okay. You detect several more bogwids outside the cabin. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so if I... Since I'm by a window, I'm going to activate the immovable rod in the window to mm -hmm. have one of them blocked up. Nice, okay. As my bonus action. I will... Uh, can I move to the kitchen and then attack? Yep, you can do that. So my bonus action is activating the immovable rod in one of the windows to hopefully stem these things from coming in. I will move to the kitchen to where I heard the noise and presuming that something is in there, which I believe there to be, Definitely. I will use my regular attack. All right, there's a bogwit just slithering through the floor, climbing over chairs, heading in your direction. Moving that way, I will actually... Clap the fist wraps to up upgrade one of my damage dice since I'm not only getting I'm only going to be able to attack twice here. Okay. Um. So first attack is a fifteen. That'll hit. And second is a eighteen and That'll eighteen. Hit. So I will upgrade my first strike from a d6 to a d8. Uh, for eight plus 
eight, so 16 damage. All right. Um, the Bogwit at the door, who's been turned into a bunny rabbit and has been fired on, is getting super pissed. He's going to try to slam this door down again. This time rolling a natural 20. Uh, <laughs> so Dennis goes flying backwards as this door just shatters and this Bogwood rushes towards him. As he flies backwards in midair, he pulls out his rifle and fires one directly at his chest, rolling another natural 20. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and he's going to do with this rifle. Oh, fuck. Here we go. Uh, oh my God. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten damage. Four ones were just rolled. Uh, <laughs> he does ten damage. So this bullet doesn't hit this bogwood square on, but it grazes against its skin um, and it squeals out in pain. Carl, you're up. So I'm kind of I'm grappled by both by both bogwins, correctly? Yes. Uh, you know, you're restrained by one, so you need to make another strength save. Twenty six. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you release yourself from this grappling. Um, how do you do it? You can combine it with your action if you want. I'm definitely going to do that. Uh, so I'm going to release, uh, the short sword that I was holding and kind of reach back over my shoulder, uh, and unsheath the white thorn and just come down with a over the top motion, trying to cleave a, some tentacles or make a dent uh, in the head area, just try and create some distance uh, between myself and the Bogwood. Nice. Okay. That is uh, 18. That'll hit. And I am going to uh, use Divine Smite. Because these things need to go. 16 damage. Nice. Okay. Yeah, you slash away at this tentacle and you cut one straight off. Uh, I guess second attack. That is a natural 20. Damn. Okay. Same one. Are you serious right now? <laughs> What'd you roll? <laughs> I rolled two Snake ones. Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you um, get to roll again. Oh. Roll two more because it's double the damage. Oh, that was double the damage. Can, <laughs> can I... Can I activate my um, my heart of Meshackle for a point of inspiration? You absolutely can. You absolutely can. That is can. absolutely yep. what I want to do. Okay, you rub that little infinity symbol. If I roll Snake Eyes again, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, no, you didn't. I did not. I rolled a one and a two. <laughs> <laughs> On a D what? D six. D six. So it's it's. Holy shit. So hey, one double two, it, Broski. <laughs> so it's seven damage. <laughs> well, that was a great crit. That was a Your great God. crit. <laughs> All right. Rolling like tug mugby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You slash out at this thing, cutting it deep as this purple ooze starts to seep out of it. It retaliates with its one. It's it's got still got several tentacles that work, so it's going to retaliate at you. Uh, but it misses wildly as it as it just kind of screams at you, pissed off, ble bloody. The other one's going to do the same thing. Reach out with his tentacles. Rolling a 16. Uh, that is equal. So that'll hit. OK, yep. so you're going to take I need you to make another strength save. 20. OK, that'll hit. Uh, you'll take 14 damage. As the ten these tentacles crumb across your body 
just slamming you to the ground. Tug, the bogwid that you just attacked is going to come at you like a spider monkey. Sure. Rolling a 10. That is just shy. All right, you are too quick. You are too quick, but you hear um, another slithering sound as you see another bogwid appear from just behind it in the window as tentacles come through and land on the walls. Durf. Carl is where? Carl's in the bar, where you are, because you just touched him. Okay. I am going to... So we're kind of inside a little door, right? Correct. Okay. I'm going to use the third level spell slot and cast Healing Spirit, which is a new Xanathar's spell. Nice. Which creates a nature spirit. We'll say... I don't know. What's a cool big animal? It's a polar bear. That heals? Sure, why not? (laughs) It's pure pure of heart and essence. I'm going to say a grizzly bear, but it's like a blue spirit type grizzly bear. Okay. Which is essentially a five foot cube. I'm going to cast it so that Carl is in it, but as Mm -hmm. close to the door as like, so he's like the edge of it and it's basically in the door. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, so it's a third level. I'm using a third level slot. So what it is, is that stays there for up to a minute. It's concentration. That cube will sit there and anybody who enters that, I will heal them for 3d6 at the beginning of their turn or anyone who enters it for the first time or starts their turn there. I can choose to heal them for 3d6. So you can do that right now. Yeah. And so I'll heal Carl for 3d6. Okay. Um, and then the unicorn, the unicorn totem won't proc in the future when people walk into it, but because that's going to happen as soon as I cast it, it'll proc this time and heal him for an additional seven. I heal Carl for 18. All right. You heal for 18. Nice. All right, Tug, you got a bogwood on you and one just behind it coming in hot. I have a question. Uh, if that puts me over my maximum hit points, does that go into temporary hit points, or do no, I just go to max? you account? only go to max. Okay. Yep. I will use my bonus action to chug my fire brew. Nice. <laughs> uh, so I have to roll a d4 to see how many turns it lasts. Okay. Hopefully more than one. Uh, so two turns. Okay, nice. Natural one, so now I have to roll a d20 <laughs> to take one d20 damage. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's my fucking life. Three. Only three damage. You're lucky you roll low. So what what happens? You tell me. What actually happens when you chug this beer? I, I chug the beer, but I, like, I was drinking it too fast. So like, cough sneezed and then just <laughs> engulfed in flames. With unintentional Super Saiyan. (laughs) So now I'm just on fire, so I guess I take 1d20 damage every turn it lasts. No, no, I think it's just you just, since you rolled a natural one, go ahead and re-roll the one with Lucky for your actual attack, though. Okay, sweet. 15. Nice, you hit. 23. Another one. Reroll it, I guess. <laughs> Wait, no, you have to roll the d20 for damage. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> 12. 
and I'll re-roll the <laughs> luck, I guess, for another 23. So I'm dealing a mess ton of damage. I've also taken 15. 15. <laughs> okay, <laughs> nice. So All this right. adds 1d6 to my attacks. So each attack is 2d6 plus 4. Nice. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna deal six d six plus twelve. Let's do this. That's twelve, sixteen, twenty one, twenty two, thirty four damage. Okay, you almost kill this thing. It, it explodes in flames, but so do you as you like sneeze <laughs> in between attacks. <laughs> so you two are just on fire and in pain. Uh, this thing looks very very bad though. Um, all right, so Fluffy, I'm just going to call this Bogwood Fluffy until it dies now, the Fluffy Rabbit, um, is starting to crawl towards Dennis, is going to swipe out at him with a tentacle, rolling a 19, which will hit. Dennis is going to make a strength save. Okay, so he passes that, but he's going to take several damage. He's take six damage as the tentacles slam down, and he's like rolling from side to side, but he does get hit with one at his back. Um, and he yelps out in pain for a second. Carl, you're up. Oh, I'm sorry. He's up because he's going to fire this shot at this bogwood. Uh, and he's going to hit. So he does with his shotgun or with his with his magnum. He does seven additional damage to this thing. And it is nearly dead. Carl, you're up. So there's one left in the room currently that I'm in. No, there's still the two. Okay. In the bar? Yep. Yep. All right, and me and Durf are both in the bar. Yes, you are. All right, well... Only one of them you've done damage to. The one that grappled you. So, the one that I have done damage to, I'm going to kind of take the white thorn and uh, just start spinning as fast as I can and slowly rotating towards it and uh, see how much... Uh, see if I can cut off some more tentacles or... Anything of that nature. Sounds good. It's a 15. No hit. That's five damage. Okay. Second attack. 23 to hit. That'll hit. Nine damage. Okay, so 14 total? Yep. All right, nice. Yeah, you cut off another tentacle. It looks pretty bad. It's not dead yet, but it does look pretty bad. Um, it's going to, now that it has very little tentacles, it's pretty much just using them to kind of get towards you. It's going to lash out with these frog teeth as it tries to wrap them around your arm. It's going to roll a 13. Does not hit. That'll miss. Okay, so that one misses. And as you're engaged with that, Durf, uh, the other one comes straight towards you as it sees you in the doorway with tentacles. Rolling a 15. That's a miss. Okay. So, yeah, you dodge out of the way of these tentacles as they come tearing towards you. Tug, this <laughs> this on-fire bogwood's going to come at you with whatever strength it has left. Rolling a six. No, I'm sorry. Uh, What is that? 19. Yep. 19 will hit. Okay. You're going to take eight damage and make a strength save. Um, so this is strength, not acrobatics? No, it's strength. Or not our, uh, athletics? No, it's strength. Okay. Straight strength. Uh, 17. 
That will make it. All right, so as this tentacle tries to wrap around your legs, you quickly kick it out of the way, and you are unrestrained. Uh, the next one behind it, though, climbs through the window, and it lands into the kitchen, and it's going to come at you as well with tentacles, rolling a 16. Uh, does not hit. All right, so you quickly flip out of the way of that one while you're still on fire. Durf, you're up. So there's two in the room with me. One Still, just yes. swiped at me with tentacles. He's yep. at full health. One yep. is in kind of bad shape. The one that's been grappling right. Carl. In combat with Carl. And then right outside the door, the one guy is like on his last leg. Or no. No, Dennis they're just like, him. yeah, like it's crawling around as Dennis is rolling on the ground trying to dodge these tentacles. But it's like extremely close to being dead. No. I thought you said it was. I mean, it it looks very hurt. Okay. I don't know what extremely uh, means. But yeah, like you can tell very, it's been damaged. Really? Very? More than half of its health is gone. <laughs> okay. You're welcome. Um, It's bloodied. Can I see back out the door to the window Tug is in front of? Um, You can probably, you can definitely see and you hear and see like flashes of fire coming from the kitchen. Um, But you can't really see him. But you know some shit's can going see, down over there. Can I see the window? No. Otherwise, you'd be able to probably see him. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna summon a boar. Giant boar. <laughs> okay, nice. It rolls its own initiative. Uh, yeah. Okay. Where are you summoning this bad boy? Uh, I'll actually summon him out in the living room. Say about twenty feet away from where I can hear. Uh, tug scuffling. Okay, so like just outside the kitchen? Yeah. Nice. Okay, roll initiative for it. Do I get advantage on that too? No. It does say all initiative rolls, but that's okay. It's a 15. For you. Okay, 15. <laughs> all right. Okay, so you summon a boar, and it, uh, and you want it to, I guess you could tell it what to do on its next turn, but Tug is up. Uh, so I will... Use my first attack on the very injured thing in front of me. Mm-hmm. 25. That will hit. For 14 damage. All right, you kill it. It's going to be a, a vicious strike, like left-hand strike, and Tug's going to step through and uh, lay in his second attack on the other thing that came through the door or through the window and i will roll that attack right now sounds good uh 15 that will hit for eight damage nice and i'm going to use my uh bonus action uh to use patient defense um which so i spend a key point for that and then I have dodge next turn, which I believe is puts them at a disadvantage. Yes, on their attack, they'll have disadvantage. I think that's about right. Yep. yep. Okay. So Sweet. that's what I'm doing. Uh, Bogwood is going to come hard at Dennis, missing completely as Dennis rolls to the left and then hops up on his feet and pulls out a second pistol and just lays in on this guy with two shots. Hitting one and two. Blam, blam, he fires. Oh, man. 24 damage and takes this guy out. So both bullets go through its two eyes as it 
explodes from the inside and flies backwards back out into the swamp. Fuck yeah. All right, Boar's turn. Okay. Uh, I will... I guess me and Carl need more help than Tug does. Although you've taken some damage, right? Tug's almost dead, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Then I will have the boar... uh, If he's more than 20 feet away, I'll have him charge. If he is not more than 20 feet away, I'll have him kind of run around and then charge. He's more... Uh, He's more. Okay. You can charge. Charge 20 feet. Um, So what will happen if he hits? Let's see. His attack is plus five to hit. 19. That will hit. So he will take 2d6 plus three. This is nine. And because it was a charge, he takes an extra seven slashing damage. So he takes 16 damage and he has to succeed on a DC 13 strength save or be knocked prone. Okay. That's a 16. All right, so he's not not knocked prone, but he is pinned against the wall as this boar just charges straight through him. Carl, you're up. How high are the ceilings for this place? Um, we'll say 10 feet, 10 foot ceilings are pretty tall. All right, so I w- I'm going to, I've got uh, the white thorn out. I'm going to take the white thorn in a reverse grip, and then I'm going to cast Misty Step. Nice. Um, but I'm going to shoot for above the bogwood <laughs> yeah, okay. that is attacking Derp so that I come straight down on its head. Okay, onto the other bogwood. Okay, got yes, it. Yes, onto the bogwood that is basically fully, uh, that is attacking Derp. Um, roll with advantage. Okay. So 23. That'll hit. And then we are going to expend a second level spell slot to Divine Smite. Nice. Uh, then that would be 28 damage. Oh, shit. Okay. And then I have a second attack. It's a 13 to hit. That will hit. Or 11 damage. Nice. Okay, it's not dead, but it's that it's did. looking worse than the first one. Okay, so um, the one that you just nearly sliced in half is going to reach at you with its tentacles. What's that? Pie? 20. Yep. Strength save. Oh, that would be a nine. You take 10 damage and you are grappled and restrained as tentacles wrap around your legs. The other one is going to charge at Durf. Rolling a 16. Tie. That hits. Strength save. Okay. And Durf, you get plus two to your saving throws. Okay. Uh, five. <laughs> uh, all right, never mind. All right, uh, you are also restrained as well, and you take 12 damage. Okay. Um, okay, so the bogwood that got pinned by the boar is just going to screech and try to strangle this boar around with his tentacles, rolling a 16. Yeah, that hits. Okay. Yeah. Uh, strength save. Okay. Strength save is a 22. Uh, okay, yeah, not grappled, not at all, but it does take nine damage. Durf, you're up. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stab the tentacle that is grappled grappling me with leaf tip. Okay, which is the one I just hurt badly. Okay, good. Yeah, so right. hopefully that'll. That is a um, nineteen. That'll hit. 
Okay, so it takes... I'm going to make it the DC, whatever the damage you do. The DC... That it releases you. Oh, okay. <laughs> One. Uh, it's, it's not going to be much. <laughs> so let's see. Actually, actually, I rolled a, the maximum amount I could roll. <laughs> which, which is, is what? Oh, you almost kill it, actually. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right. Um, all right. So yeah, you you stab down on this thing. It's gonna it's going to roll a fifteen. Okay. So it does not um, release you, but it is very 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 hurt. Tug, you're up. All right. I'm gonna spend yet another key point. Is that your um, last one? It's gotta I be have one, one more. Okay. I have seven now. Now. That oh yeah, that's right. Up. You're level. Um. And I'm going to use Flurry of Blows, which will be four attacks on this thing. I am no longer covered in fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so four attacks coming in hot. 19. 13. 24. 18. All of them will hit. All of them hit. Yep. 30 damage. Damn. Okay, you kill it. Tell us how you do it. Is its mouth agape? Yes. I just pluck out four teeth. And it just dies from annoyance? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I pluck out two teeth and then punch them through its own eyes. <laughs> with the teeth? With, with its teeth. Yes. Okay, nice. All right, Boar's turn. That bogwood's dead, Durf. So what do you want to do with the boar? It's panning a corpse up against the wall, so right. it will <laughs> step away from that. <laughs> All right. So there's no there's no one in the room with it, right? No one in the di- in the kitchen anymore. Yep. And it's like eighty feet away from us. Yes. Well, I mean, it's only got forty speed, so it'll. I'll just come here, and it'll run towards me. Okay. Nice. Forty feet towards me. All right, Dennis sees the boar flying out of the kitchen as he turns around and blows smoke into his uh, into his magnums, and he realizes that the boar is Durf's and the direction that it's running. So it's Dennis is going to run towards the bogwids that are in this doorway, and with his two pistols, he's going to just hold them out and sh- take one shot at each of them, each of the ones that are grappling you guys. Rolls a 19, which will hit, and another 19, which will hit. All right, so he could possibly kill these things here. Uh, all right, so the first one that is grappling Durf falls instantly to the ground as it takes a bullet right between the eyes. And the second one takes 10 damage. Uh, it's not dead, but it squeals and... And releases Carl. And that's you now, Carl. You're up. This and thing. that's the lone surviving Bogwood? The very last Bogwood. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to try and end this with the White Thorn. See if we can't figure out why Dennis would choose to live here. <laughs> <laughs> so first attack is a 14 to hit, and the second is an 18 to hit. The Both will hit. Holy shit. Three ones and a two. <laughs> Seven damage total. You still, you still kill it. So what happens? I 
rev up the white thorn and take just a massive swing at this bogwood um, and cleave off just the tiniest piece of skin and it just falls over. <laughs> Damn paper cuts. That's right. All right, you are clear and out of initiative. The bogwids are dead. And uh, Dennis looks to each of you and he says, uh, <laughs> so how about that stew, boys? <laughs> let's eat their kids. Now that they're dead, <laughs> let's eat their kids. How fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I would like to eat. Bogwitz. T- Tug needs to rest up a little bit. So yeah, I think we all this, need to rest think, up a little bit. Uh, we can yeah. stay in this cabin for like six, seven days till I'm better. Yeah, because like, yeah, be I used all my spell slots. Yeah, okay. I used nice. many of mine. Not all. all right. I used all of my good spell slots. Okay, so I think you guys uh, you guys helped Dennis clean the place up a little bit, maybe? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah sure. He pops the stew back in the microwave, uh, fires that puppy up, heats it up, and you guys enjoy a nice, delicious pugwid baby stew in front of the hearth for the rest of the evening, chatting about his war stories and getting ready for the next day ahead. Also, hey, man, you probably should have told us that if we did any spells, (laughs) we were going to get killed by monsters. (laughs) Yeah, sorry about that. uh, It didn't come to mind, I guess. Here's my thought. Uh, just out of character, out of game. If we just had Carl basic bitch up a fire, like old school style, could we have just faded this entire encounter? <laughs> no. Maybe. And of course, as always, I want to give special shout out to our $5 patrons, Mark Deacon, Thomas Sanchez, Matthew Watson, Kevin Koslowski, Paul Dunn, Jesse Jones, Michael Carpenter, David Barron, Eric Cancock, Blake Tolliver, Andy Chamont, Dan McStockerson, Jason Ripman, Joshua Motzinger, Nicole Chapin from the Redshift podcast, Noah Hunt, Marco Olofsson, Ian Coughling. Olivia Fumiati, Jonathan Huff, William Martin and his buddy Hugh Jars, Elemental.fm, Joshua Hebert from the Alignment Unclear podcast, Jack Mega, Nick Vukulich, Vitaly Vasilyuk, David Ginsberg from the Tales from the Phantom podcast, Joe Quickle from the Dead D&D podcast, and finally Adam Hoffling. Thank you guys so much for your donations to the show.